Welcome, everyone, to another exciting edition of Safe Points, our weekly video game podcast. Of course, a part of Suplex's Scores and Save Points, your home for all things wrestling, sports, and video games. I am your host, Ryan, but I'm kind of the co-host on this show because this is more Nathan's uh, podcast here. My co, my host, my brother, my co-host, whatever you want to call him, it's Nathan. So, Ryan, are you ready to get yourself a PS5 or a Series X because... I want to wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got some fun stuff to talk about. I have got um, some fun stuff lined up for this podcast as well. So uh, we, we, we got some cool, uh, cool little stories to talk about and some, uh, some pretty big stuff too. So it should be a fun one. Yeah, let's just jump right in here, Ryan. Uh so do you know TL or TLC? TCL ah, TVs? Yes. They had an event where they're they, you know, showing off their new TVs, showing off their new technology, whatever. Well, they just happened to mention, Ryan, in this little thing that they were doing, that uh pretty sure PlayStation and Microsoft, they're going to release two new consoles within uh, the next two years, and it's going to be the PS5 Pro, probably, and the Xbox Series X, whatever the hell it's going to be called. <laughs> the pro, pro, pro edition of that one as well, probably. And, uh, yeah. Both going to be 8K. Both got higher specs and everything, you know. It's a bunch of numbers, but... So they announced that Ryan, or they well they didn't announce it, but they said they they mentioned it, and uh, I don't know if they were supposed to, but they did. And so now everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So maybe for all the people out there that are wanting a Series X or a PS5, maybe you wait a year because that that, that could come out, you know, maybe not this holiday season, but next holiday season, you know. Yeah, um, part of this is, though, I mean, there's a chip shortage now for the current. Are they assuming they're going to get that fixed before they either start working that, on these new ones? I mean. Either that or maybe they're going to use a different chip. That's one that's more readily available, maybe a cheaper version. I don't know. Because I know there are companies out there trying to make cheaper versions of these silicon chips uh, just to try to help with the, you know, with all the shortages of everything. iPhones, you know, cell phones and laptops, everything runs off these chips. Uh, Cars. Uh, uh, So... I'm sure there's companies out there trying to make cheaper versions and just trying to get more chips out there. So maybe they'll come up with a new contract with a different manufacturer. Maybe they'll uh, be able to get those chips in and be able to have more of these pro. <laughs> maybe they'll. This might be the very first uh, console generation where there's more pro consoles than there are the regular consoles. <laughs> maybe. I mean, what do you think, Brian? You gonna wait? You gonna this is, one of these pro consoles? you know, 
people are saying it's too early. Um, but if you look at the PS4 and Xbox One era, um, they did the Pro Series three years after its launch, so it would be three years after the launch. So, I mean, so it's keeping in line with what they normally do is putting out a Pro Series a couple years after it comes out. So, I mean, it's not any different right. than years past. No, so, but the only reason it feels the only reason it feels different this year is because. We haven't had as many games. You know, it doesn't, there haven't been very many games that took advantage of these new hardware. And, man, it just feels, it feels early because there just hasn't been that many next generation games, you know, come out. Very true. Uh, And plus, with COVID, with the chip shortage and all that, it just feels like it hasn't been out that long. Because, no one can get their hands on them, and you know, it, it just seems like not they haven't done anything with these consoles, even though they have, and they put games out, and it's been out for November will be two years, but just feels like it's only been out for like a year because you know they no one can get them, and the ones that, and then there's not a lot of exclusives yet, so it's weird. Interesting. I thought so. Very interesting. All right, let's go into let's go into PlayStation uh, Now, Ryan, or PlayStation Plus, or what was it called? It's PlayStation Plus. Is, I think that's okay. That's what that's what they're going with. Okay. I think that's so, what they're actually going with. Yes. Uh, PlayStation Plus uh, launched in Asia, Asian countries. Okay. And uh, Ryan, we got some reviews for this, and um, not gonna lie, I. Not good. <laughs> Do you remember the PlayStation Classic? Yes. That was a big hunk of junk, wasn't it? Pretty much. Um, I guess a little, little hunk of junk. It, 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 so the the base the <clears throat> the base model of the PlayStation Classic was terrible. Yes. There was now, another model. Well, <laughs> you can get the. Uh, the hacked versions of the PlayStation Classic, and then it's actually worth the damn. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but the one that Sony actually put out, yes, it's a terrible, terrible. Well, so here's the thing. The PlayStation Classic, those games, those 20 games that they released, most of them, not all of them, but most of them ran at 50 hertz, Ryan. For all the people out there, because this, this, is, this is 90s talk here. Uh, 50 hertz uh, means like how fast the TVs ran back in the 90s, the, the, the old school TVs. Yes. Uh, in, in the United States, they ran at 60 hertz. In the UK and, and all of Europe, they ran at 50 hertz. And in Asia, they ran at 60 hertz. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, apparently a lot of these games that are on the PlayStation Plus service, are running at 50 hertz in Asia. And, uh, yeah, like I said before, Asia was a 60 hertz location. So these games are not running as fast as they should be. And uh, if they do that in America, um, I'm going to have a little issue with that. So... 
I don't know, Ryan. I'm a little worried now. I'm a little worried. I don't know why you would half-ass this and just get these ROMs just as is, not even check to see if they're the right region or nothing, just put them on. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, because that's Sony. Like we said, the PlayStation Classic. The PlayStation Classic was just a piece of junk, too. They just rushed it all out and didn't care about it. Tony, I don't think Sony... I, th- I Honestly, I don't think Sony cares about the nostalgia and the old games. That They're more focused on making these new blockbusters and making the new games. And I think with these classic games, they're just going to throw them on there because they know fans want them, but they don't care about them. And so they're just going to throw these on here as well, is and good luck with them, I guess. What's weird is some of them they did tinker with because some of them in these Asian reviews show that they have trophies now. And there's things you can do to get trophies in these games. So it's like, if you're going to do that for some of these games, what the hell? Why would you not get the best quality versions of these games and put them on there? I mean, even in the UK, you know, let's say you're in the UK right now. Even if you were a 90s kid and you have nostalgia for that 50 hertz style, the slower style, just because that's how it was when you were a kid, chances are you're still going to want the faster version. On top of that, you know, maybe have the option to have the nostalgia, but you've been now in the UK, you've been playing games at faster, faster speeds now than what, you know, what you did back then. So you're not going to want to play that. Yeah. So, I don't understand it. But yeah, so uh, I don't know. It's, it's got me a little worried, Ryan. I'm not going to lie. I might not be as uh, keen <laughs> on getting the service like I thought I was. I had Sony, man. That's what, that's what Sony does. They disappoint. Yes, they do. Um, speaking uh, of Sony. Oh, we got more Sony. Uh, I do have more Sony. Um, so you mentioned that it launched in, in uh, you know, it launched in the Asia. countries. Well, on the Hong Kong PSN store, um, there is artwork from Dino Crisis, um, and so that is uh, it's got the speculation going and people thinking that Dino Crisis will be added to this service soon because if there's already art for it on the on the you know PSN store. I would assume that it's in the works to be coming at least at some points currently. So, isn't that a is that a that a Capcom game? Yeah, I think. I'm. I pretty- guess they did put. I don't know. Would Capcom do that? Yes, I, Capcom made it. Yes. Yeah. So would Capcom do that? No. I, I don't know either. Because, I mean, they didn't put any games on the PlayStation Classic. But that doesn't mean they yeah. wouldn't, but they didn't from the last one. But Well, this is different. So, it different. is different. So we'll see. Um, so, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if that happens. So. Um, so just adding to what you said, you know. 
Uh, they got artwork for it, at least. So I would assume that would mean either it's a fuck up or it's coming soon. <laughs> I'd say that's accurate. I just don't want to shoot zombies in a slow game. It's not zombies. Or it's dinosaurs. dinosaurs, I mean. <laughs> it's called Dino it's Crisis. <laughs> it's what I meant. It's what I meant. <laughs> oh, since we mentioned Capcom, um, speaking of Capcom, um, rumors are stating that they might be redoing and, and, re and releasing some of their old dormant IPs that they haven't made in a while. Um, uh, basically, they could said that they're listening to customers' wishes into consideration while devising our title lineup. Um, and so, you know, maybe a new Donald Crisis, maybe a new, uh, they made like Beautiful Joe and they made, uh, Capcom's got a huge list of um, games. So, yes, maybe they'll make some, maybe they make some dormant ones. Um, so they, they were asked specifically um, what plans the company has for its dormant IP. They responded, we are currently putting together plans for our pipeline based on demand data from the market. So. Hmm. Didn't really give any um, real answer. <laughs> so um, they do have one game coming out. It's first original franchise in over a decade, Pragmata. Um, it has been delayed till 2023, though. So, so. Oh, of course it has. Just um, like everything else. <laughs> yeah. But. bug in it. What game is this? Kirby and the ah. Crystal Shards. Ah. Uh, it's got a game-breaking bug in it. Nice. That's because, always fun. And, yeah, so when you're in the water levels, or any, yeah, any level that has water, and you're underwater, there are enemies that, uh, I guess, shock you. And, uh, if one of these enemies shocks you, you can't become paralyzed. And in this version of this game, this ROM that Nintendo decided to use without checking. Nice. Uh, if that happens, you are paralyzed and you cannot become unparalyzed. And you're kind of just stuck that way unless you restart the level or restart the game. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So definitely a, the very definition of a game-breaking bug. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, last time Nintendo fixed something, Ryan, with one of these games, they didn't on the console. Well, they usually don't do updates except for us, so... It might be a while before they fix this game-breaking bug, which is kind of a problem. Mm -hmm. So, if I'm Nintendo, okay, and I already know that I'm going to put these games out there, and it's not like we're putting a bunch of games out there at once. It's one Nintendo 64 game a month. Yeah. 
you would think that you would have Joe Schmo play this game through his post like a couple weeks before I mean, it's not that hard. There's got to be somebody that can test these games before they go on the server. That's, that's, that's pretty bad. You, 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 I mean, if that happens, if you encounter one of those enemies, your game is effed and you have to start over. Needless to say, I probably won't be playing this game until they fix it. Yeah, I, I I just don't get how these happen. Like, how do you not test all? They're using ROMs. I don't understand why you got to use these ROMs. They 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 don't make their own. They're just using other people's ROMs that they were upset. They were upset that people were using these ROMs on the internet, Ryan. You know, not most of them weren't even selling them. They were doing download them for free. They had them on their and. They're upset about it, but now they're using them and putting them out to the public. And yeah, oh, <laughs> so that's uh, that's your Nintendo update there. Pretty bad. Awesome. 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 Um, let's see. Uh let's go into Xbox. I got a couple Xbox stories, and then if you have anything, you can. Uh, all right. Um, so we all know that Marvel is Marvel games are uh, an exclusive property of PlayStation uh, with the games like uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, all that stuff. Well, apparently they went to Xbox first. Um, the, apparently they went to Xbox to make video games and they declined the offer. And so... Marvel ended up going to PlayStation, and the rest is history. So, Spider-Man could have been on Xbox. On, on Xbox. Interesting. Well, I mean, that is weird. Yeah. That is, that is very weird. Because, uh, I mean, but you also have the, you know, the Avengers game. Which went out to bold, so it's like yeah, that's really weird that they I don't know, especially the way Microsoft's been buying up all these companies. Yeah, that's that's bizarre. Well, they missed out on a game of the year uh, game there. Yeah. Uh, not Miles Morales, but the the other Spider-Man game. Yeah, it, that was a game of the year contender there. So uh, good job, Xbox. <laughs> Yeah, this was in a book called uh, The Ultimate History of Video Games, Volume 2. Um, and it just chronicles Jay Ong, who is the vice president and head of Marvel Ex- Marvel Games. So he said that he went, he approached both Xbox and PlayStation into making Marvel video games, and only PlayStation was the one that accepted the offer. So. Interesting. Um, speaking with Xbox, former Microsoft executive Ed Fries. Um, and he said he is, quote, scared of the impact that Game Pass um, could have, the potential impact it could have on video games. Uh, he essentially compared it to Spotify saying that people don't buy songs anymore. 
Um, and he said that could happen with Xbox, uh, with with Game Pass, and now PlayStation having one too. He said, you know, people buying games may go down. But I think video games is a little bit different than music. Yeah. Uh, music is something that, you know, I, I wouldn't compare music to, to video games. Uh, but that's what he, he kind of he's kind of said that you know when Spotify came out it um it kind of ruined the, the uh ruined the, the music when Spotify took off it destroyed the music business he said it literally quote the annual revenue of the music business in half um so kind of I mean he's got a point yeah but hasn't. That might be like a statement that is kind of miscued because hasn't the music industry found ways to capitalize on Spotify now, though? Well, artists get a share of Spotify's company now. Um, artists and, so, and yeah, it may have when it first launched and all that, like you said, yeah, it may have cut the music industry in half. But now, I'd like to see where it's at now. I bet it's not as bad as what it was. And I assume, you know, actually, I almost guarantee that all these game companies that are putting their games on uh, Game Pass and PlayStation Now or Plus or whatever the hell, uh, they're going to be getting some, some 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 money for having those games on there. It's not like they're yes. on there. So, yeah, I mean, another. I don't know. Another reason we're here's the thing, Spotify. I feel like did the music industry a favor, and apps like Spotify, like Pandora, and because in the two thousands and the nineties, what did everyone do? Napster, LimeWire. They just illegally downloaded these songs. At least with Spotify, it's a legal way of essentially downloading all these songs, and so. It kind of saved the music industry, I feel like, instead of hurting it, because people were, for a long time, they were just illegally downloading everything and didn't care. At least now people are paying. Most people pay for a music service now. So I don't understand where he's coming from, honestly. Well, not only that, but look at the movie industry. Yeah. So we got Netflix. We got all these streaming servers. I feel like this dude's just... An old yeah, peg. Hey, you know, you got all these streaming services. Okay. I'm pretty sure the movies industry is still making a shitload of money. I don't think it's hurt them not buying DVDs. Yeah. So, I. I mean, saying. I think this dude's just an old head who doesn't like change. Um, Because, yeah, Spotify saved. And I think Netflix and Hulu and. All in, in Redbox and whatever, all all these subscription services are actually saving. They saved the video, the, the movie industry during the pandemic era, when all the oh, when, when everything was shut down. I mean, they relied heavily on all these subscription services and stuff. And let's look at it this way: as of January 2022, Game Pass has 25 million subscribers, which is a lot. But in comparison, Spotify. Has 182 million subscribers and Netflix has 222 million. 
So according to a study, only 4% of annual game revenue was through a subscription service like Game Pass. There's not even close. So I don't think they have anything to worry about. I think the Game Pass is an awesome thing for people who want it. And if you don't want it, you're not going to get it. It's not like they're forcing it on you. It's not like they're making you get Game Pass. I mean, if you're one that likes to buy physical copies or buy games, you're just going to buy the games you want. They're not like thing you to have Game Pass. So I don't understand. This guy, I think, is just an old head who doesn't like the whole change and everything being online and digital. That's my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of that way too. But, you know, it's life. I'm slowly coming around to it. Until they shut down, until one of these companies goes out of business and I can't play all the games that I bought, then I'll be busy. (laughs) Yeah, like we said, that's a very real possibility. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Ryan, what else you got? I have, um, well, Nathan, you're a fan of uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, there was a game called the Lord of the Rings Gollum. Uh, it was first revealed in 2019. Um, we finally have a launch date. It is coming out September 1st of this year. Um, it'll be available for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and a supposed Switch version coming later this year. Um, so, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, this might be, you know, it might be a game worth getting. It, it, I know nothing about Lord of the Rings. I will admit that. But apparently, it's kind of a stealthy game. Because, what? Like a stealthy game. Because he's, you know, how Gollum's a shadowy guy. and You know, yeah. so apparently, he's spent a lot of time sneaking around. Um there was a quick, there's some screenshots. It looks beautiful. So I, I will, uh, you know, I'll give them that. Um, it comes out one day before the launch of the Amazon Prime videos, Amazon Prime series, the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power TV series. So good kind of launch there with the TV series and with other major games getting, uh, you know, delayed to 2023. This might have the potential to be a really good selling game as it's a game finally actually coming out this year. And, uh, you know, there are plenty of Lord of the Rings fans out there that will probably put some time into the game. It does look good. I will give them that. I, I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Um, but for those of you that are, hey, finally coming out after three years that they're being announced. We're finally, it's coming out. I like it. I like it a lot. So. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got any releases this week, Ryan? I'm sure we do. <laughs> sure we got something. Oh, uh, let's see. Once it it pulls it up here. All right, so we're going to be going from May 25th through May 31st. We got Blow and Fly uh, for the Switch and the PS4. Uh, We got Roller Champions for the PS4. Lab Crisis. Uh, It looks like it. It it looks like it. Um, Yep. You can compete in a team of three against three. The rules are simple. Take the ball, make a lap while maintaining possession. Uh, it is out for everything. PS4, PS, uh, PS4, Switch, and Xbox. Well, Switch isn't out yet, but PS4 can and I, Xbox One. So, Can I be, big question, if it's a roller derby game, I got the biggest question of all, right? 
can I be the Cleveland Guardians, or at least what they used to be? You know what? I'm not sure. <laughs> Remember, that story? Remember that story? Yeah. Uh, that was a good story. All right, go ahead. Um, lab crisis. Uh, for the Xbox One. I don't know. It's a puzzle game. Mechanic Battle for the Switch. Forgotten Fables Wolves on the West Wind for the PC. Amazing Superhero Squad for the PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. I don't know what this is about, but uh, yeah, there you go. Ogre for the Switch. Zombo Buster Advance for the Xbox One. Uh, May 26th, we've got Sniper Elite 5 making its way to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Uh, Moo Lander. Not Moon Lander, but Moo Lander. Um, it's a 2D adventure platformer where you take control over a civilization's last remaining spaceship to scour varied environments in search of the source of infinite amounts of milk. <laughs> That's coming to PS4, PS5, uh, Xbox yeah. One, and Xbox Series X. That is on May 27th. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, Arcade Spirits, the new challengers uh, for the PS4, PS5, uh, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. I have no idea what this is about either. Uh, Pac-Man Museum Plus for the PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Uh, My Little Pony, a Maritime Bay Adventure for the PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. We got awfully excited about that. <laughs> Cow the Kangaroo for the PS4. That's KO. Oh, That's KO the Kangaroo uh, for PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Apparently, he's back. I don't know. Yeah, that's a game that that's a game that came out on the PS2, Brian. PlayStation 2 here. Oh, okay. Well, it's a new one. It's on May 27th. Uh, one of PC games that I'm not really gonna don't really care about. Uh, Squishies for the Switch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, single player puzzle platform experience. It's for the Switch, but it says it was it was originally a PS4 VR game. Ported it to the switch. That's uh, and that is it uh, for this month, for the end of this month. So, uh, I mean, that KO game might be pretty good. Um, my Little Pony, I might pick up for my kids. Oh yeah, for for <laughs> your kids, yeah. And uh, <laughs> hey, I'm not one of those bronies. <laughs> I think so. I thought it was something else. No, because it's like a bro pony. Yeah, but I feel like it's it's brony. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah, bronies. All right, so uh, yeah, I bought the guy for my kids. Uh, the Pac-Man Museum thing. I normally would not buy a Pac-Man collection because they've been released all over the all over places throughout the generations of video games, but this one, Ryan, is coming to the Switch, and it has Pac-Man, uh, what's that, 249, or whatever the hell that game 56. is 
Isn't it already on the Switch? It is not. Oh, how have I played it then? On my Xbox. It was an Xbox. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> okay. So the full list of games we got: Pac-Man, Super Pac-Man, Pac and Pal, Pac-Man, Pac-Mania, Pac Attack, Pac and Time, Pac-Man Arrangement, Pac-Man Championship Edition, Pac Motos, Pac and Roll Remix, Pac-Man Battle Royale, and Pac-Man Two Fifty Six. Yeah, but no Pac-Man Adventure. I mean, come on. Or Pac-Man 2. Yeah. Come on, man. We beat that game. We did. Okay. Let's see, Nathan. I've got a funny story. I wish I could show you this. I'll put it on. If you're watching this on YouTube, I will put a picture on screen of this new thing I'm going to talk about because, my God. So... We both have Oculus Quest twos, um, well, and there there are numerous. Did you, say, did you say we both have, or did yes. you say we all have? We both have. Okay. Um, okay. there are there are numerous add-ons you can find, um, you know, like boots or you know, haptic vests and stuff like that. There is a new device, Nathan, that hooks into your mouth. Um, your what? Your mouth. It looks like mouth. it looks like straight out of um, Metal Gear Solid. Um, it looks like you've got a gas mask on. Um, <laughs> it's got some connections. It's got a fan. Um, in the video, it's showing that the guy is using it. Um, researchers at Salzburg University of Applied Sciences. So a bunch of smart people. Um, have crafted the Air Res mask for VR headsets like the Oculus Quest 2, which, quote, precisely and robustly measures a user's breathing. Why? Uh, I don't know. Uh, demonstrating the functionality, this test subject blows into a harmonica, holds their breath to stabilize a gun, and blows out candles on a birthday cake. Um. Uh, the resistance valve within the ARES mask also allows developers to, quote, communicate the condition of a user's virtual avatar or the effect of environmental conditions such as smoke, which means it can effectively simulate suffocation or shortness of breath. Well, now, wait a minute. <laughs> this sounds like a hazard. Um... Now, this is just an experimental kit uh, made by university people, so don't expect it to ever hit the, the store shelves uh, or the online anytime if soon. It, if, it does, if it does what it just said, then don't expect it ever. Uh, um, that is insane. But Nathan, if it ever hits store shelves, would you be interested in getting something that allows you to monitor your I, breathing? And, uh... and choke on smoke? No, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, We're getting so much... Fuck? We're getting so close to Ready Player Two that. Oh, dude, you have no Ready idea. Player One. There, okay, so if you if you really really wanted to, if you had the money and you oh, wow. really wanted that kind of experience, it's out there because you got the vest, they got the gloves, like you said, there's some boots, there's there is even I saw this thing where you have the treadmill 
Yeah. Where you can go in 360 degrees and you can run on it. So, I mean, it's out there. It's just, it'll cost you thousands and thousands of dollars, but it's out there, which is insane. But the problem is, it's out there, but how many games are actually utilizing it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, you can have that experience, but it's like, okay, I got all this stuff, but I can only play two games with it that actually utilize everything with it. So, I mean, is it worth it? The treadmill would be cool just because if the if the headset recognized that you were on the treadmill. See, that's the thing. So here, oh. with the Oculus 2, I don't think it would recognize it. It only moves where your head is going. I've got a solution. I've got a solution you got for a your solution. I've got a solution for your problem, Nathan. Okay. So Ecto VR has coming out with VR boots and it, you know, you use the boots to walk around. It will connect to your quest and it says it will Yeah. Um, you know. Oh. So But will it will 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 these games know that though? Because it's it's based on technology for the headset. So it says it how's it utilizing um, the boots? So rather <laughs> okay. It says it <laughs> um <laughs> So they kind of work like roller skates, they said, but they don't act, you don't actually move, uh, but you're gliding on the spot. So it feels like you're moving, but you're not actually moving. Okay. Um, now, the only problem with this, Nathan, these boots cost $20,000. That's what I'm saying. So, uh. but like I said, uh, I think eventually we are going to be having uh, you. Uh, affordable add-ons for uh, VR that would basically, basically make it to where your whole body is the controller. Um, we'll have I mean, controller. really, really right now, all they would need, if you think about it, so for like the Switch, okay, there is a game, exercise game, but it's a game called, uh, well, hell, even the new sports uh, Switch sports game kind of does this. You know, you strap the Joy-Con to one of your legs, right? Yeah. And it shows the kicking motion. That's one thing. Uh, this exercise game, uh, uh, Ring Fit Adventure, you put it on your Joy-Con, it measures you walking or running, and it shows how fast you're going on the screen. So, mm -hmm. um, and it recognizes you jumping. Uh, so all you would need, really, because the Joy-Cons are 70 bucks. So really, all you would need is for them to use, make some kind of motion-sensitive thing like a Joy-Con that just straps to your both of your legs, and and it recognizes them individually, you know, and you already got the controllers for your hands. I mean, and that's it. I mean, you don't really need a whole lot more. I mean, yeah, you can get the best where you feel stuff, I guess. But, I mean, it wouldn't be that hard, honestly. It wouldn't be that expensive, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I mean, there, it, it's out there. There is, like, the haptic suit you could put on that makes it feel like what's happening. Like, if you get hit, it makes, you know, it's... I don't know if I'd like that. Um, 
But those are super expensive. I think eventually, though, they will become affordable, and these VR games will basically be literally VR. You have to get help in and out of a suit, but, you know, like wearing a goddamn, you know, like hazard suit. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't think I want to – I don't want to feel like I'm getting shot, Ryan. I'm sorry. That's not something on my list of to do. I'm just saying. Yeah, um, I don't know. That'd be interesting. I, but this thing made me laugh because it literally looks like it's just like you're wearing a goddamn gas mask. I couldn't imagine wearing this thing That's, while playing VR. I don't, know why, I don't know how it would be utilized in games. Like, why Why would you want that? I don't know. To blow, to blow out some candles in one game, in one little scene of a game? Really? That's what I'm, I'm buying this for? <laughs> I, I just, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty sure the the Oculus could put a little microphone on the damn headset, and I could do the same thing. Because that's what they did with the freaking DS, Brian, back in the day. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Anywho, all right, Ryan, you got anything else? Um, I think that might be all I got. That's all I got. What you been um, playing before we get off here? Uh, you know, I, 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 I've been busy. Uh, I went to your house and played some games. <laughs> yeah, we played some retro games. We played some Beyblade on the GameCube. And, uh, <laughs> that was an interesting experience. Yeah, and we played some, uh, we played some Atari uh, Jaguar. What did you think of the Atari Jaguar, Ryan? Not too many people have got to play an Atari Jaguar. I will say the controller is a massive piece of something. Hey, it's functional. It's, it's, it's kind of, I'm not going to lie, it, it kind of feels pretty comfortable in my hand. The number buttons are a little awkward, but you don't really use them that much in the game. So, eh. Could you have a menu? with the start button to do a lot of the things that those number buttons you can watch, yes. But it's kind of cool to have the little buttons there. Well, um, they're there, but most of the games don't even utilize them, so it's like... Yeah. What, what's the point? I don't know what they were thinking about that, but, but the games aren't horrible. It was the, you know, it was... It, it, this came out in 93. I mean, it... This is Super Nintendo era, and some of the games are pretty good. They did look like good. I, I, will, I, I will get it. They did look good. So, I liked it. There's not, there's only like 30 games on there, but yeah, for, for the system, but you know. It is what it is. It's pretty cool. What'd you say, White Man Can't Jump video game, right? <laughs> so that I know game that one was very interesting. Uh, that game was something. I will give that. Yeah. Um, nothing like the movie at all. No. I guess kind of is. It's I mean, it's, two on it, two. You, it's you, a two on two. Money. Yeah, that's, that's about the extent of it. Um, very hard. I didn't know what I was doing the whole time. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was fun. I had a blast playing it once I played it. And figured out I had to actually play it. I did have fun with it, so. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know if I would say blast, 
<laughs> Interesting games on the old Atari Jaguar. Uh, maybe one time I will, uh, you know, we'll record some of it and uh, put it on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Once we can figure that Very out. Very expensive console. Yes. Nowadays. We'll, we'll, do, like a, we'll do a review of the Atari Jaguar on the, on the YouTube channel. It's a little yeah. teaser for in the future. So go ahead and subscribe. I promise there will be videos coming to the YouTube channel soon. I just got to rework my computer. I had to reset everything. So I'm, I'm in the process of getting everything back. So, <laughs> all right. But uh, yeah, I haven't played much else uh, new wise. Um, like I said, I've been busy the last couple of days. So I haven't had a lot of time for gaming. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I'll play when I can. <laughs> all right. I guess that's going to do it, man. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna wrap up this episode of Save Points. Uh, if you miss scores, go listen to that one. Uh, we, we talked about ways we would, what we would do to fix the NFL Pro Bowl. Um, we also talked the NFL or the NHL and NBA playoffs. We talked MLB. We talked WNBA. We talked NASCAR All-Star Race, golf, all that fun stuff. Go check that out. Coming up this Saturday, we have got Suplexes, our weekly wrestling podcast. We're going to be talking the whole week that was in pro wrestling, but also giving our predictions and a preview for AEW Double or Nothing. So check that out if you're a wrestling fan. Go check out Suplexes live, or not live, but coming to you Saturday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern. So thank you for listening we, and watching if you're on YouTube. Thank you. We appreciate you all. Um, go check out all the social media at Sabri ENT on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, and, of course, the YouTube channel. And it is Suplexes, Scores, and Save Points podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to like us on Facebook, you can actually listen to this podcast on Facebook if you want to do that. So go ahead and check us out there. Go to the website, sspod.com, for exclusive blogs and all sorts of other fun stuff um, in a very fun pod- website. So thank you for listening. We appreciate you all. For Nathan, I am Ryan, reminding you to always score if you can. Save if you must, but always suplex when necessary.